Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So, how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io. Or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. All right, what's going on, everybody? For Cryptocurrent, my name is Stephen Miller. Here's my co-host, Richard Carthon. Richard, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. Um, another exciting week in the world of crypto. A lot of amazing things happened in the world of Cryptocurrent. Um, excited to be here and hope everyone that's joining us today is as well. Yeah. How about you, man? How's your week treating you? My week's doing great. I'm still coming off of a really exciting weekend. If you were with us during uh, Dogapalooza on Sunday, it was an absolute blast. Um, we had a lot of fun with a... Uh, friendly community here in the NFT communities um, online. And it was a great time. Um, honestly, a lot of really incredible NFTs were minted. And then we uh, got a chance to showcase a little bit more of the software behind the scenes. So it was a lot of fun. Um, we also will have uh, for you in the show notes a stream link to restream that if you have any interest in it. But um, Richard, I think today we should just jump right into it. Would you like to uh, sh- show us a little bit of what's going on in the market? No doubt. So um, quite a bit in the last week has taken off. Um, Alts are back here. And the big headliner um, that I want to talk about is Solana. It's actually going to be one of the first things that um, I kind of explain on why it's important to not just only follow Bitcoin and to not only follow Ethereum. Um, Alts are here and alts are going to continue to thrive in this space. Um, So for those who don't necessarily know why you should be paying attention to Solana, um, there's a lot of reasons. So it's one of the biggest movers in crypto. Um, It's up 275% in the last month and it's over 2,348% on the year. That's right. That's not a typo. It is up that much. But why? Um, what is it that you need to know about it? So uh, this article, I think, does a really good job of breaking that down. And so I want to share it with you here. Um, so what is Solana? A blockchain platform that facilitates transactions on the Soul coin, um, digital access like non-fungible tokens. So there are NFT projects that are being built on top of it right now. Um, is it a Bitcoin competitor? Um, maybe, uh, except that... Um, it's more of a platform like Ethereum. So I would say it's it's more of a competitor to Solana. Um, so it's over $120 per coin. Um, you could have at the beginning uh, gotten it for way less. At one point, I think you got it for less than a dollar at the beginning of the year, which is pretty insane uh, to see that kind of growth. Again, This at the time of this recording, it is August 31st of 2021. So we are eight months in um, this year. So... 
Also, just looking at how big it is, um, its entire market caps is roughly three point five billion. Um, so it's roughly closer to, to 60 billion um, after all the coins get into circulation. Um, it has a lot of opportunity to keep growing. So it is still just at the beginning of where it's ultimately headed. In my personal opinion, I think more and more people need to be watching this. Um, and the biggest thing of why is it surging right now? Um, why are we seeing this gigantic uptick in le- like the last month or so? Uh, so there's this thing called uh, Ignition. Um, there's some speculation that it might announce that it will burn some of its tokens. Um, there's a certain number of tokens that will be removed from supply, therefore causing scarcity and driving price up. So just law of economics, um, when you remove supply but demand is still high, price has to go up. And so we saw um, something similar happen back when Ethereum was around $2,000 recently. And then uh, the event happened where some of the tokens were burned um, and it immediately jumped close to $3,000. Now it's up to like $3,400 right now. Pretty similar um, thing is probably going to happen with this ignition with Solana and we could see price soar very soon. So um, if Solana is not on your radar, it should be and continue to pay attention to what's going on within the Solana ecosystem. But Steve, what are you looking at in the market in this past week? Well, Richard, before I get there, I want to ask you real quick, because I think that it's important for some of our viewers to start to understand about platforms like Solana. How do you personally rank platforms like this against Ethereum? Is it equivalent to Ethereum? Is it similar, um, I guess, in terms of overall functionality? Or would you give me like a one, two, three through Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Polkadot? And let's throw Cosmos in there for good measure. All right. So I'm going to put Ethereum first, no doubt. Uh, Solana is kind of like a, a number two or number three. And it's they're going to be interchangeable with DOT, um, in my opinion. Um, next up is Cardano and then it's Cosmos. Only reason I have Cardano as low as it is is simply because technically they don't have a working product yet. It's on the way. September should be a great big month, um, but we're not quite there yet. At least Solana has some things. Bruin, Dot, same thing. Um, but uh, even Cosmos has a couple of things in the horizon. But um, Solana, a lot of... I, follow, I try to follow the developers. Where are a lot of developers right now? A lot of them are building on Solana. A lot of them are building on Dot. Um, a lot are moving uh, towards Cardano as hopefully these smart contracts launch. So... Um, that's how I would rank it. But how would you look at it? So for me, I look at it kind of... I mean, I, I, I looked at it from an interoperability perspective for the longest time because I don't think that the future that we are going to see develop here in the crypto space is going to be one specific platform. Um, we hear it all the time. We hear it referred to as ETH killers. None of these are ETH killers. ETH is not going to get killed. The truth is, is that they're all going to have to interoperate or they're all going to have unique utilizations. So I don't necessarily see it as a ranking so much as I see it ranked from the perspective of like how accessible it is, right? And how it can actually interoperate with others. So for example, Cosmos and Polkadot, as of right now, are poised to be the bigger like interoperators out there. You know, they're bridging. They're doing a whole bunch of different unique situations like trying to move Bitcoin onto the blockchain, bridging assets from one network to another. And then to me, from there, we start seeing an evolution because Ethereum and Cardano, both are going to maintain the same level 
Well, not the same. Similar levels of interoperability over time. Um, Cardano will be adding in in the Voltaire update in a couple, you know, epochs from now. Um, interoperability through a platform called Hydra. So I think that so long as we're moving towards this no maxis future, that's the way that we have to be looking at these platforms. And Solana is just another one of them. I think that you're right. Like for speed, they're way ahead of the pack. For gas fees, they're way ahead of the pack. Way ahead of the pack. I was seeing Ethereum today at 151 guay. It was insane. And it keeps getting worse. And it's getting plugged up because of all the craze of NFTs right now. But like gas alone is making people want to look at other platforms like a Solana. Like, bro, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's where Going I up get on a hung Tuesday, up. Man. That's where I get hung up. Because like I'll go in, I'll see because the NFT craze and, you, and you've seen it. On the weekends, if you're trying to do anything on the Ethereum blockchain, gas fees are like just through the roof because for the vast majority of NFT projects that launch on the weekend, there's a mad rush in gas wars to get to the front of the line to get your new NFTs. So for me, I'll tell you that I think that we have an exciting future in front of us once more platforms like Cardano and Solana are fully fledged and they actually have, you know, full capability out there. Because look, while Cardano does not have smart contracts out there yet, Solana does not have its entire platform rolled out either. So, yes. you know, there's, there's a number of different ways that we can look at it. But before we get into the next article, I'd like to share my screen with you real quick because we should at the very least look at the top 12 and see what exactly we're looking at in terms of market movement today. So... The big news on the day, at least in my opinion, has been Ethereum finally starting to break out of a channel. Ethereum has been trapped around 3,200 to 3,000 for the better part of the last week and a half or two weeks, I would say. So to see Mm -hmm. it starting to pop up and above is a really, really good indicator. Bitcoin pulled back a little bit this morning, but I'm not too concerned about that. I was checking charts earlier. It looks like there's a lot of good hope there. And a similar sort of story with Cardano, it pulled back a little bit. And I think that was probably because we have whales that are moving money between these different ecosystems like Cardano and Ethereum, and even down to Polkadot. Speaking of which, Polkadot today, up 12.5%. Just broke a massive psychological level at $30. So in my opinion, I think we could see Polkadot starting to return to its all-time highs next. I think that'd be really exciting to see. Um, but of course, you have a lot of really great price movement in the seven days you can see over here. So, Richard, what do you make of what we're seeing right now um, in the market? Is there anything specifically that you think we need to be concerned about or should be watching out for? So, not so much concern. Um, again, we're starting to break away from the whole rhetoric of Bitcoin dominance. And when Bitcoin thrives or goes down, we see the rest of the market go down. Um, Bitcoin in the last week technically has gone down. Ethereum out here thriving. Um, a ton of other alts doing the same. Look at that volume for the last 24 hours. You're starting to see Ethereum catch up in, in 24-hour weekly, monthly volume as it compares to Bitcoin. Um, I think we're going to continue to see that start to go up with a couple of these other alts as these eco- ecosystems are continuing being built out. But 
I think. Did you know that cryptocurrency right now, now has its own apparel shop? Ethereum. Well, look if no Ethereum further. If you want the latest through, gear uh, 30, from the cryptocurrency crew, and off to the please check the out next. both our show um, notes know, and our season, website. We're usually anything from a long sleeve shirt to joggers, the sweatshirts, tank tops, hats. You name it. We have some pretty swagged out gear for doing. So if you're in love with our brand just as much as we are, please check out our gear today. And if you want to look at something really interesting, you should take a look at the Solana 24-hour volume across the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been insane. And I am not surprised they're into the top 10 right now per what you were talking about earlier. But we could easily see in the next couple of days, and I'm just saying this based on everything that I'm reading across parts of the internet that I really shouldn't be on, um, XRP may start spiking soon too. There's a lot of talk because they just got back in the courtroom, like I believe yesterday morning or this morning, that they could be seeing settlement very soon. Um, so all cards on the table, I think it's an exciting time. And I think we could all agree that there's never been a better time to be in crypto. So as we go forward, I want to take you guys into a couple other pieces of news. So let's click through here. And of course, after such a big weekend, um, you know, working on Dogapalooza, I feel it's almost poetic that I have to be talking to you guys today about NFTs. We had a huge article come out today informing the community that the very famous project CryptoPunks, that's led by Larva Labs, has officially signed with UTA, Universal Talent Agency. There's parts of me that just like gets chills whenever I reread that title. But the fact that we have a project now basically saying like, okay, while members of our community have these you know, pieces of artwork, we are going to license that intellectual property out to UTA so it can be utilized in you know, film, television, video games, publishing projects. That's a really interesting development, and it's going to bring a lot more into the mainstream. Um, I have a couple of little snippets from the article that I think everybody needs to hear. Um, so the Red Hot NFT crypto art project from Larva Labs has signed with UTA for representation across film, TV, video games, publishing, and licensing. UTA will also represent MeBits and Autoglyphs, which are two other crypto art projects created by Larva Labs. That is probably the biggest part of the article right there that everyone is overlooking. Both MeBits and Autoglyphs are included in the deal. MeBits were like a uh, what's that game? It was like a Minecraft style character uh, property that were like little collectibles. And it was a cool little project, but um, I don't think it performed nearly as well as Autoglyphs and CryptoPunks did. But Autoglyphs is a really big deal in the community for generative art. Um, generative art, of course, being like all these art projects that utilize algorithms to create new works of art. Um, so the fact that we're going to potentially start seeing some of this pop up more in pop culture is a really big deal. Uh, one of their leads over at UTA Digital Assets, Leslie Silverman, said of it that this is one of the first opportunities for intellectual property that fully originated in the crypto world to enter the broader entertainment space. Again, you're hearing it right there, like it's headed for mass adoption. There's no question. So to me. It's an exciting time, but I want to tell you something a little bit different. 
this is not the limit. This is just an exciting moment for mass adoption. But what's going to drive it further is what we saw happen this weekend with mutant apes. Richard, did you hear about this? How they airdropped it to people who own regular apes? So that's half the story. Over the weekend, um, Board Ape Yacht Club, which is one of the you know, biggest roaring success stories in the, in the NFT space, they had decided that they were going to do a stealth drop, basically of a, a project that they had been working on for a long time, to Board Ape users. So every single Board Ape user was airdropped this thing called Serum. And what Serum is, is it's basically giving you the ability as a Board Ape user to take your ape and your serum into the Board Ape website and just for the price of gas, redeem your serum and immediately get rewarded a mutated version of your Board Ape. Absolutely insane. But beyond that, they decided that they were going to then open for free, like not free mint, but like for a very cheap entry point I think it was an additional 10,000 mutant apes that Board Ape Yacht Club had generated to these new minting um, community members. So what they're doing is they're single-handedly right now becoming the biggest brand in NFTs. So for those that do not know, the Board Ape Yacht Club um, was a project of 10,000 avatars, but the Mutant Ape Yacht Club is a collection of a maximum of 20,000 mutant apes. Those are created either by introducing a bored ape to the mutant serum, as I was just telling you about, or minting a mutant ape during the public sale. According to um, Board Ape Yacht Club's representative, the mutant ape yacht club is a way to reward our ape holders with an entirely new NFT, a mutant version of their ape, if you will, while also allowing newcomers into the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem at a lower tier of membership. Take those last set of words, lower tier of membership. I would be more than willing to bet that every single smart person in the NFT space right now is taking notes because the fact that you have a project like Bored Ape that is selling their apes at like what? A little over 100 ETH at the floor right now per like the, the last time that I, I checked at least. That's totally inaccessible to the majority of the market. Like you are... For example, Steph Curry, right? Major NBA star. He just, unintended, aped into Board Ape Yacht Club this past weekend, bought an ape for like, I think it was $160,000. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not, like, at this stage in my life, I can't afford a Board Ape. I'm not bitter, but this is the really cool part about the NFT landscape. It's evolving. And now we have a brand that is injecting so much value back into its own users. They're at, I think they estimated something to the effect of like $4 million was basically just given out to board Ape users. Right. Right now, the floor, by the way, is 25 ETH. Okay, so I, I overshot 25. it. I, I only overshot it by 4X. So it, I, <laughs> I, th I think that's perfectly fine. Um, but it's insane. They, they're injecting so much value back into their community. That ultimately, you can see it up on screen right now, they're providing new assets. 
they're providing an exciting new variation on the product that their community already knows and loves. Um, it's, it's a really fascinating thing. And one of the other things is in this serum um, development, there were three different types. There was M1, M2, and M3. M3 is like basically, it looks like this. It's this, it's this barrel drum that you see on screen right now. If you got that, it gives you the ability to mint a mega ape. So essentially, it's a totally new mutant as opposed to a mutant that is modeled after your existing ape. Um, so it was all really fascinating to me. Um, the only other piece about this that I thought was really, really compelling is the fact that it was a stealth drop. And that was something I mentioned earlier. They, they held all this back. They didn't tell anybody. Something that I just want to add real quick, Steve, which again, when you're able to drive value to your customers and, and, and people who are part of this ecosystem. So for reference, the floor price, like I just said, is about 25 ETH for one of the um, um, Yacht Club apes. Um, that is roughly $85,000. That's the floor, floor pr price to get in. The floor price right now for Mutant 8 Yacht Club is 5.75, which is roughly $17,000. So literally, if you owned an ape, you basically just got guaranteed 17K. Like, yeah. that is amazing. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, they're injecting value back into the community, like, in folds. So with that M3 that they airdropped to somebody randomly because it was a fair drop, that was the entire purpose of it going stealth, somebody got an M3 and got to mint this brand new uh, mutant ape, which looks, you know, pretty, pretty intense. But immediately, basically for just the price of gas, this ape sold for 222 ETH. So you're Insane. basically just giving away $704,000 to somebody. I mean, look. Literally almost just made someone a millionaire. Like, I'll take that gift all day long. You know, if you want to airdrop me a $700,000 piece of property, like, go for it. I, I'm all but for it. But, but something that and it kind of brings us full circle of why we picked today's title um, is why you need to be paying attention to NFTs. So it's like one element of one, if you're in crypto, you're down the rabbit hole, you're trying to put everybody else on what what is crypto, right? And now there's this whole other subset of NFTs. So people are pretty familiar like with what they are, their art and all kinds of other things, but don't necessarily are getting involved and understand how to get involved and, and what it means for the entire ecosystem. And we just thought with everything, all the buzz and everything going on, it made perfect sense to kind of break this down and try to give you tools so that you can also participate and take advantage of the amazing opportunities that are being presented to you right now in the NFT space. You don't have to go drop 17K or 85K to get involved. There are projects that you can get for far less that have the same opportunity to potentially get up to that amount of money. Um, now, we're going to break a couple of different things down for you. But I, I just wanted to say like, I mean, Steve, thanks for, for, for bringing that up and bringing the, the background of what's going on. I think it paints a perfect picture of why people need to be paying attention right now. I mean, look, man, this is one of the craziest things about the current bull cycle. You and I were there for the last cycle. We remember what it was like when all the ICOs were just ripping and roaring. You kind of like felt like every other day was 100x. Right, right now, like there are not 100Xs happening as fast as they are in the NFT space. And that's why 
Today for Crypto Decrypted, we're diving into this big topic of how to find the next winning NFT project before it goes to the moon. Everybody needs to start recognizing that there are ways for you to get there. So real quick, for those of you that don't necessarily know too much about NFTs, Richard, can you break down what is an NFT for our our, uh, audience here? Absolutely. And again, for everyone, if this is your first time streaming into us, the reason that we truly try to break everything down to its core, even if you're a crypto OG, it's just a good reminder. And it's just a way that while we're talking about these things, we're making sure that you can walk away with talking points and having an understanding at its core. Because um, at CryptoCurrent, we bridge the gap between people who know nothing about cryptocurrency and blockchain with thought leaders in this space. And we want to empower you so that you can have the knowledge to go and capitalize on the amazing opportunity that is crypto and blockchain. So um, I'm going to dive into NFT. So believe it or not, um, back in 2018, one of our very first articles on CryptoCurrent was about non-fungible tokens. We made an article called Non-Fungible Tokens for Dummies. Um, and we're going to first start off by explaining um, non-fungible, uh, fungible versus non-fungible, all of that. So a non-fungible token is standard um, 721. It's known as ERC-721 tokens. So these are Ethereum-based tokens um, that, are, are, that are non-fungible, that are built up upon the Ethereum blockchain. So... Um, first, we got to break down fungible versus non-fungible. So um, fungible is like a dollar. So it doesn't matter if you have a dollar from 1920 or if you have it from 2021, a dollar is a dollar. We understand that it's worth one. However, non-fungible means it uh, can't be used more than once. So for example, a plane ticket, or if you have a baseball card, or if you have one of these rare um, mutant uh apes or anything like that. So you're getting something that's more of a collectible, uh, a representation of an asset that is meant to be one of a kind, if you will. So we then need to break down um, some of the different ways that this has come into the space. So one of the very first NFTs that was in the market was called CryptoKitties. So CryptoKitties um, came out, I believe, in um, 2017, 2018. And one of the most expensive crypto kitties at the time back in 2018 um, was this like diamond crypto kitty um, that ended up selling <clears> for <throat> 600 ETH. 600 ETH at the time was worth 170,000. 600 ETH today, <laughs> millions of dollars. So it's pretty amazing to see how people have been translating this. Um, even, you know, more spectacular. I mean, if you've heard of ETH rocks, if, uh, which are literally an Ethereum rock that someone was able to mint for the cost of gas and sold it immediately for, I think, 0.1 ETH. Uh, Just for those who don't know, uh, if they would have held on and waited till about now to sell, they could easily make anywhere from one to $3 million on the same thing if they had just held on. So now we're going to kind of transition away from like, what is an NFT to rather, how do you pick potential good NFTs? Or how do you even start to do research on these NFTs? Like, how do you even find out about them? And we'll let Steve take that over. Yeah, so I I appreciate you passing that over. The big key to this is knowing the right utilities. Oops, just selected the wrong screen there. That's fun. Let's try that again. All right, there we are. So the big thing that you want to do is start making yourself familiar with things. Excuse me. <clears throat> you need to start making yourself familiar with things like OpenSea.io. 
So OpenSea.io is the main marketplace for selling your NFTs. But on OpenSea, one of the really important things that's immediately baked in is this stats page. So as you go up to the top of your screen, you can bake yourself right into the stats area. In here, you can then start sorting by things like you know your time period, where you can shift between the last 24 hours, last 7 days, 30 in all time. Right now, I'm over on all time because I want to give a bigger picture. Then in the all categories area, we can start breaking down stuff like exactly what sort of NFTs you want to learn about at that given moment. So for all intents and purposes, right now, the big NFTs that are selling, you know, the at the highest value or the highest ROI are being found down here in collectibles and virtual worlds and even utility in some cases. So to me, I like, I like following these types of things. So let's click into collectibles real quick and it'll bring up a filtered view of what collectibles are doing in the market right now. So you can start to really get a better idea. You can see you know, what the current trading volume is on these NFTs. So for CryptoPunks, we have 463,000 ETH at the moment, but that's down 22% over the last 24-hour interval. But if we wanted to look at something like, okay, I'm curious what the lowest current floor price is for somebody that, for a project that is ranking currently. So the floor price is the lowest possible price that a project is currently trading for. So you can start seeing right here that Ethermon right now has the lowest price floor. And as we start working our way through, Polychain Monsters, another project that was really, really like strong in the beginning of this um, cycle, they're down at the bottom too. But if you want to see what's currently trading at the highest, you have a project that we were talking about earlier. So the floor price for an autoglyph right now, one of Larva Labs projects, is 460 ETH. So if you've got 40, 460 ETH kicking around, might be the project for you. The other big thing that you want to consider is the number of assets in the collection versus the number of owners. Because that may give you a better indication as to whether or not the entire collection is owned by just a few people. So a really good example of this we can take is right here, CyberKong's old. There's a thousand assets in this project, but three owners. Tells you that basically if one of these people goes on the market and, and sells, the price could theoretically tank. Right. And real quick, while you're on Autoglyphs, even though there's 142 owners, right now the floor price at 460 is basically $1.5 million. Insane. Yeah, that's a little bit dumb. Um, <laughs> I, look, I, I have a big appreciation for that project as a sidebar um, because, again, a lot of generative art projects are basing their works off of what Autoglyphs did and like basically looking at what Autoglyphs rendered and using that as like computer mapping for how they want to base like certain traits of their generative art. Um, it's really fascinating if you look into it. But... From there, you need to start thinking to yourself, okay, I understand what floor price is. I understand how many assets there are in a given collection. What is the, where, where can I start finding these projects that are brand new or the ones that have the biggest opportunity? That's where we shift over to a thing like Rarity Tools. So you can get to Rarity Tools by going to rarity.tools and then start going through their upcoming tab. So in the upcoming tab, you of course have things that are featured like on every site because 
won a panda, decided they wanted to pay um, for you know priority placement. But then as we start scrolling down here, we see all these new upcoming projects or even ones that are currently debuting. So as we're scrolling through here, we're going to find one that you know kind of stands out. Let's go ahead and land ourselves right here. So this is the Sleepy Sloths project. When we're looking at Sleepy Sloths, what matters? Well, the big thing is, is of course, we've got 9,999 total NFTs available. Like a lot of these projects are going to be, you know, 10,000 avatar style projects. And it's minting on Tuesday the 31st. So it's happening today. But what I want to point out to you is this. We've talked once or twice before about, you know, network effect and how important having community is. If we turn over to Sleepy Sloth's Twitter, we see that they are currently at 3,857 followers. Okay, not bad, right? It could be a whole lot worse. Great example of it being worse. Not Cuban Doge. <clears throat> there are a couple of them on here that had like a thousand followers. But to me, I'm typically looking for safer bets that are up above 10,000 because I want to know that that project is currently getting a certain degree of virality. But here's the question. When you look at something like Cuban Doge, you also have to go to its Discord. So let's, if we click into their Discord, they don't have one. So what does that tell me? It tells me that there's a good chance that a lot of these numbers that you're seeing down here for Cuban Doge are going to be manipulated. Another really good one, Kitty Supercars. This is um, based off of the Kitty Coins project. So if we click over to their um, Twitter feed, they have 10.6K followers. Pretty good. I personally like that. And what I'll also look for here is who is following them. So if I click on this to see who, who I followed that also follows them, you see that the Doge Pound, Board API Club is following them. So there's a reason why these projects will then start to succeed. And it's also only got a 3,000 capped supply. So you can start measuring things like the Twitter to Discord ratio. And even, you know, looking more specifically at the price and the supply. You know, today when these things minted, they minted at 0.03 ETH. There were only 3,000 of them. So just by like typical supply and demand, if there were 10,000 people that were interested in this, they're going to be fighting over 3,000 available pieces. Gas fees are going to rage. But ultimately, you're going to have the opportunity to get your hands on something for 0.03. And then move on. So Richard, what I'd like to, I guess, tap into next, if you wouldn't mind, is a little bit more about the um, influencers in the space. What do you, like, who do you follow that you think people need to be aware of in NFTs? For sure. So there's quite a few out there. And if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to share my screen on a couple of them. Um, so one of the first ones, we look at uh, Beanie. Um, they have um, quite a bit of constant looks at some really good NFT projects and have made some solid calls in the, in the past. So he's one I would definitely keep an eye on. Um, another one is the bro bro himself, Mr. Ken Bozak. 
Um, been in the NFT space, was been talking about it since back in 2017. It's been able to grow his following. He's constantly dropping his own stuff, but also is very aware on all the things that are going on in the space. Um, another is Trent's. Um, they focus on their NFTs. Um, they have quite a bit of success and also make some YouTube content around um, when it comes to NFTs and some other stuff like that. Um, two more I'm going to share. One is Alex Becker. Um, he is also looking at a lot of up-and-coming NFTs and has been putting a lot of thought in to that as well um, is looking into the crypto gaming side of things and looking at those types of collectibles. Um, also, one of the first people that actually um, I started to learn more about um, these types of NFTs here, um, which have my attention the, the on one right now. Like I've um, been watching these and it's been basically he helped put me on this. Um, and then one more I'm going to share is Zeneca underscore 33. Um, has a pretty dope newsletter. Um, if you want to learn about the latest and greatest in NFTs and want to uh, get that learned sooner than later, um, a pretty solid in, um, newsletter to go and check out. Yeah, Zeneca33 is one of my personal favorites. Their newsletter is phenomenal. Um, but Richard, just for the sake of discussing like the trading horizon and the ROI that we start seeing in here, when you're following the right people and you're starting to get exposure to the right NFT projects, what is the typical time horizon to ROI that people most of the time look at? Well, so when you look at a thing like NFTs and, and going back to the core of, again, why we brought all this up in the first place, if you look at the physical art space and if you look at assets that have performed well um, over time and you look at things like real estate, you look at the stock market, you look at um, art, Art has outperformed the markets when you comparatively compare uh, when you look at them over time, and usually it takes time. Um, you can do some flips; flips exist, but all the same, you typically find projects and you hold on to them anywhere from a couple of months to a couple of years um, before you potentially want to go and flip them out. I mean, a prime example: um, you could have got a CryptoPunk when they first came out for a nominal amount of of NFT. Right now, you can sell them for um, an absurd amount of money. Um, the the exact same thing as it comes to the, the Ether Rock. Again, I, I brought up the example earlier where someone minted it basically for the cost of gas, sold it for 0.01, just held on to it to now you're a millionaire. So it depends on if you really want to get good in this in this space and want to uh, buy and flip, uh, you can. It's a little, I think it's a little bit more challenging because you have to have an eye for it and understand hype and everything else. And I would say uh, it's full-time job really to just stay on top of all the different projects, finding um, a really good entry point and then knowing what you can flip it for and trying to build up. But if you are looking for this to be more of a passive thing and trying to find some really good projects that have a lot of legs and could um, basically be a nest egg of sense of you buy it, you know, you at least get the value that you put in out of it and potentially can have it be multiply. Um, I think you need to increase your time horizon, in my opinion, anywhere from three months to four years or, or even longer, but somewhere in there, um, essentially through each bull cycle. So I would say pretty much four years or so or, or, or sooner um, because NFTs typically don't do as well during bear cycles. Um, however, whenever the next, whenever 
next bull cycles happen, if you are able to get it cheap, um, you typically see a really huge ROI um, in just as, something as small. And a lot of people think that four years might be a long time and in crypto land, it might be. But in the grand scheme of life, it's not long at all. Um, so that's kind of how I would chop that up. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think that the one piece that makes the most sense right now, at least in the current market condition, is looking at the collectibles because that's where a lot of the attention is, right? You know, if as an investor, right? Like I would, I would be looking at collectibles. If I'm looking for the future, I think the big long-term play right now is gaming. If we start looking at metaverses, like, you know, what's going on in the sandbox, what's going on in um, Somnium space, buying assets or land in both of those areas is going to be a huge deal, but not in this market cycle. They're the things that you could see actually, you know, grow five or tenfold in value into the next cycle. But for right now, I think the safe bet is definitely looking at um, more of the collectible side of things. But look, just to make sure that I take a break here for a second, I want to take a moment to just remind everybody, do us a favor. If you enjoyed this um, segment of us taking you through another edition of Crypto Decrypted to talk about a little bit more on the educational side of what NFTs are, where the opportunity is at, do us a favor, subscribe and hit that like button for us. We, we do these, these shows every single week, Tuesdays and Fridays. And Richard airs interviews with specific guests on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, we have a lot of fun doing this for you. Um, and we and just dropping a like is the easiest way to show us that we're doing a good job. So Richard, to move on, I want to move us straight into our next segment, which is blockchain bets. We typically do this at the end of every show, guys. And we'll do a quick snake draft of three projects that we think have a really high chance of return in the next week. But we only do it so that we can have bragging rights over one another uh, because ultimately competition is fierce. So for this segment, though, I'd like to invite our producer, Chris, back up. Chris, how we doing? Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing pretty doing good. Great, man. Loving the, loving the uh, shirt you got back there, man. Repping the set. I love it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Got it, got it from Doge Lord, um, who does our merchandise. Came in, uh, I think, like last night or today, and honestly, one of the most comfortable shirts I own. So, right, I'm going to be wearing this shirt. a lot. It's so comfy, man. Yes. So yeah, if y'all in chat don't have any cryptocurrency merch yet. I highly recommend y'all go and get some because we got a ton of stuff, and it is just lit. It's great quality. Yeah, no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Well, look, guys, I don't have the actual uh, math on who won last week, but I can tell you who definitely lost. That would be Chris. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris made a couple calls last week that um, if you had t- taken his word for it, you may not be so happy right now. But Chris, Chris, there's a reason why we like to give the person who was last last week, number one, a whole rash of shit. More so, <laughs> but more so, we like to give them the first pick in the next draft. So for this week, we're going to give you the first pick. And then I'm just going to assume because, you know, he's the CEO of this business that Richard was first. So he'll take the first overall pick. And I'm sorry, the, the first place on the week. So he'll be drafting in the third position. And we'll do a quick snake draft to figure out who exactly is going to be the lead next week. So, Chris, what would you say is your large cap pick for this week? 
Uh, large cap. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a little torn right now. I think Cardano's been doing great. I think Ethereum's been doing great. Bitcoin, I'm going to forget that I ever picked it last week. It let me down. And, oof. You know, it's a tough call, but with all this NFT news we've had, I'm I'm just going to go with Ethereum and, and hope for the best. There are a lot of other great picks, but it, a lot of the large caps have just been on a tear, and I don't think it's going to go my way if I go with another project. All right, well, I, look, I can respect that. Um, look, for my pick this week, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Cardano is going to do some insane stuff starting probably effective Thursday. We heard just today that Cardano is actually not going to miss their um, deadline. They did basically a, a go or no meeting in their higher-ups and they decide, they came to the consensus that the platform is ready and they're going to go forward with September 12th launch. And if you've listened to us before, buy the rumor, sell the news. I think that that is exactly what we're going to see out of Cardano this week and it's going to ab- absolutely take a shot. So I'm going with Cardano as my large cap this week. Richard, who do you have? You know, um, I was going to go with ETH. So good job on that one. Um, I think Cardano could happen this week, but I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to reserve that because I think it could happen the following, personally. Um, but my pick is going to be a resounding polka dot. I think if dot can break out past like the 32, 33 threshold, like you said earlier, we're going back to all-time highs. This thing's going back to potentially 40, 50 soon. Dot is my pick. Okay, well, I can appreciate that, but you're definitely starting from behind, bud. <laughs> They've got a 14.5% bump already today. So, I mean, have, oh, you, ever I heard, have, you, have you heard of consolidation? I've heard of it, but they've been consolidating for a long time. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Okay. Well, we will see next week. Better yet, what is your mid-cap pick this week? Man, I don't want to say I'm conflicted, but I think it's time. I've, I just haven't been true to myself, and I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Tezos. I'm going with Tezos. Tezos has been on a tear um, the last several weeks. I know it's already also had an amazing week and it probably will want to try to consolidate as well. But like, I think it's not done. I think it's going to keep tearing on up. So in other words, what you're saying is that Chris can't pick Tezos for the third week in a row. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Malarkey, that's what that is. Well, Malarkey, it may be, but XTZ, you will not have. So in my shoes, I'm going to continue down the platform play. You heard me mention it earlier in the show. I think that one of the most disrespected platforms this entire cycle has been Cosmos. So I'm going to go with Cosmos, Adam, and my pick for the mid-cap round uh, because they are the interoperator, period. They are the one blockchain ecosystem that is trying to get branches effectively to Ethereum, to Polkadot, to Cardano, to Tezos, all across the board. They want to work with other people. They want to make blockchain for everyone and borderless practically. So Adam is my pick this week and I think they're going to go on a tear. Chris, what do you have as your mid mid cap? I mean, I would have loved to go with... uh... 
you know, Tezos, I've, I haven't been true to it. I've, I've probably been one of the biggest Tezos uh, supporters since about February. But, you know, the other coin that I've been a big supporter of and also have not, uh, you know, stuck to my guns with it all throughout these few weeks of blockchain bets is Helium. And I, I think it's time that I just, you know, throw myself in with Helium. It's a great project. It's been doing great. And even though it's up right now, the way the past few weeks have been going, I, you know, it's like it's what they say about stocks. They only go up, and that's the great thing about them. And that's how I look at helium. So simple. I get that. What about your small cap? Uh, small cap. I'm gonna take a page from your book, and I'm gonna go with Sandbox. Good pick. Even though they're up fifty percent in the last uh, seven days, I still believe in them. <laughs> well, that's brave for. Absolutely sure. Real quick, Richard, I want to ask you before I give you my pick because I need to stall and buy some time. Um, what do you personally think is the bigger benefit on the Sandbox project? Is it buying land right now or is it buying Sandbox assets? Land. I mean, it's because there will never be a cheaper time to get its land, right? So just like with anything, um, the earlier you can get plots of land and as it becomes more and more um, socialized. Uh, yeah, they're not... I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think they can technically add more land. So as long as that's not an option, I'd do land. Okay. Well, in that case, you heard it here first, folks. Take a look at Sandbox land purchases. My small cap, though, thank you for allowing me to buy a whole bunch of time, is going to be... I really, I really hope I can front run Richard here. I'm going with Ekify. I think that Ekify is about to go on an absolute rip. And <laughs> there are a few things I love more than just getting that face out of you on this, on this <laughs> segment. So my pick on Ekify is based on one thing and one thing alone. We are starting to see DeFi ramp up. And I think that Ekify is about to do some really, really really big growth in a very short period of time. They've announced three or four big moves in news this week, partnering even with Tezos. Um, so maybe this is just me hedging my bets against your earlier Tezos pick. Fair enough. Well, let me bring it home. Um, bring it full circle for everyone. We talked about NFTs a lot today. So in that same vein, I'm going to talk about an NFT project um, that you should be paying attention to called Spores. So it's called Spores Network, SPO. Um, they are doing a full stack NFT DeFi place with a marketplace where they're also doing digital art, esports, animation, etc. Um, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement around this. I am going to go with Spores. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We've got three brand new picks each for you this week. Um, and hopefully next week, we will have at least helped one of you make good money. So, and again, not being financial advice, you know that this is a game that we like to play to get the one up on each other. So just so that we're all on the same page. But Richard, just before we go, um, can you tell everybody a little bit about what we have coming up this week and what we've had um, come onto the channel in the last day or so? No doubt. So um, for everybody tuning in, um, as you know, we do a podcast. We drop new episodes every Monday and Friday. So yesterday we just dropped um, a 
episode with the Seif Naim with uh, Karibo. They're doing something extremely cool with being able to um, verify your transactions before uh, you send a large amount of money. Um, there's a lot of money that unfortunately gets sent in the wrong addresses and you can't undo them. So what Karibo's done, um, they have this thing called Unsend, which basically allows you to um, send money and then the person has to verify their address and then it'll actually go through. Really cool process. Highly recommend going and checking that out. I thought it was dope. Then we got another one coming out for you uh, this Thursday. It's going to be William Garrett Pete with Energy Ledger. Working on a really cool, um, really, really cool play on how they're bringing the energy sector into blockchain and kind of revolutionizing um, old practices in the space and kind of bringing the DeFi um, DeFi play into the energy sector as well. Um, also, if you don't know this, so all these live streams that we're doing, we're also starting to post them on our podcast as well. So this episode, um, if you are watching live and you missed it, you want to listen to it on our podcast, we'll go live Friday. And the Aftershock show that Steve and... Chris do on Fridays will be dropping on Tuesdays. So if you want to go listen to that, it should have dropped today. And we're going to keep um, sending a ton of great content your way. Awesome. Well, look, you should have seen by now, we've been flashing the banners across. That pretty much sums it up for us today. The one reminder I will give you is if you could head on over to crypto-current.co where we have uh, brand new articles coming out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, and there you can figure out all the different places to interface with us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and even feel free to send Richard or I a direct message to join our private Telegram channel. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Really appreciate another great week. And we otherwise hope that you stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Tulane Tyler. Richard's insight and commentary on the podcast is invaluable. Not only is it incredibly educational, but also fun and engaging at the same time. Great work on the podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other Cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.